0: Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, Profunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you. Right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth.
1: Today, we have a very exciting show lined up that's going to teach you how to acquire and hold multiple investment properties.
0: We're excited to have Andrew Hines on. He's a builder and he's a very successful real estate investor. He's young, energetic, and he's got a lot to teach us. So don't go away, we'll be right back.
2: The one property I own, it's a student rental. Right now it's rented for about $3,500 a month. I have a $2,000 mortgage on that property. Um, So right now the cash flow is probably between $600, $700 a month on one property. What happens when that mortgage is paid off in 30 years if I did nothing else?
1: Hi, I'm Jordan. This is Carmen. Welcome back to 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest, Andrew Hines. Andrew, thanks for being on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. You're always such a wealth of information, so I can't wait to get into the meat of what we're going to talk about today. Well, I'm happy to be here. It's going to be fun. And our show today,
1: our topic is getting to 10 properties. So Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what fueled your passion to get started with real estate?
2: Okay. Well, um, it all sort of started when I was uh, at Western University. I was uh, doing my undergrad. Uh, I had a couple of friends when I was in second year and they were living in this fourplex and they were one of... Four units, obviously, in that fourplex. But then there were four of those fourplexes on this corner, and I just remember looking at it and then crunching some numbers based on what they were paying in rent, and said, "Oh my god, I have to, I have to do this." And um, you know, for me, I came from a family like my parents only ever owned their own home, and um, you know, never really had a lot of extra money. And I looked at something like that. I'm like. I could literally replace my, my family's entire income by owning these buildings and do nothing. And, uh, the second I saw that, I, I just got this feeling that that was something I was going to do in my life. And it did take many years after that. But uh, I bought my first property when I was 24 mm-hmm. and then continued to acquire and had to get a little bit creative down the road uh, to keep going. And that's what uh, so, obviously so we're about. So how at
0: 24 were you able to buy a property? So you know, um, like, did you save?
2: Yeah. So I had saved a bit. Um, I was able to do it 5% down for uh, for an owner occupied home. Right. Um, in the long run, I ended up renting that one out. Um, however, that was... You but know, you did that- live there. So that was an incentive yes. uh, to be able to do that. Um, you know, th- that's a good way to get your first property, if, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you don't have one. So that was a, a great opportunity for that one good starting point. Uh, but then after that, and, and obviously something we're probably going to get into today is once you get past your home, now you got to put down 20%. Yeah, uh, which is, is obviously a challenge for a lot of different people. So <laughs> I got into mortgages because I wanted to learn, you know, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. I went to business school. And, and you're really
0: educated, you you Graduated from Ivy program, which is
2: yeah. So I graduated huge. from the business school at Western, and you know they're teaching people to be accountants and IBankers and consultants and marketing professionals, and mm-hmm. and I just never really saw myself in any of those roles. Yeah. Uh, maybe I've uh, never been the best at being told what to do, but like somebody I know, yeah. Um, and you've
1: had a lot of experience in different facets of real estate as well, right? You've been involved as a builder, you've yeah. been a real estate investor know, yourself, yeah. you've been on the mortgage agent side, so.
2: Yeah, so I started in Mortgages to Learn, and then I saw, you know, I saw I had clients that were doing this kind of thing, and I'm like, well, again, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to realize that there was something there, so I bought my first few, um, you know, saving up, and then realized how hard it is to save the money for a down payment, uh, you know, when you're, you're paying taxes on your income and then you're trying to save up after all your living expenses. And I'm like, there's gotta be a better way. And Carmen, obviously I met you many, many years ago and, mm-hmm. and you sort of showed me the way and obviously I've done my best to implement Well that's the your trade model.
0: secret. Yeah. That that's and it's creative financing and yeah. it's 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 brilliant. And I've done this yeah. on apartment buildings. Yeah. I've done this this structure that we're gonna talk yeah. about, the trade secret sure, of yeah. of uh finance and acquiring mm-hmm. multiple properties.
2: Right. It's brilliant. So yeah, in that process, when I think it was my third property. Um, I was like out of money to, to put in. So I actually found somebody who had some money and I offered to partner with them. And that was my first, you know, uh, crack at joint venturing, uh, joint venture partnership. Uh, I've done that. I've also, like you just said, I've borrowed private money. And, you know, that's something I'm sure we'll talk about today, mm-hmm. uh, what so, private money is and, and how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So for those who haven't really thought about real estate as a yeah. viable investment option to date, what can you share with them, Andrew, on, you know, why this would be a beneficial avenue to participate in?
2: Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. And, and one that really drives me is I look at the Canadian plan, you know, we're all here We're, you know, we're told to save into our RSPs and, and, you know, Canada pension will take care of us. But I, you know, I, I know from my mother, I know from, you know, people in her circles, because she's at that retirement age now that that's not really the way it works. I mean, it's not like you, you work in the system all this time and then you're, you know, blessed with all this money at the end. Really the reality of how it's working for people is they're retiring and they're not having enough. You know, they're working the best years of their life away, making lots of money, but having no time to use it or use it doing the things they want. And and then they they retire
0: time and time again. So many times with our clients.
2: So they're retiring and then they're getting what a pay cut of of 40%. So now they're making 60% of what they used to. So I look at it and I have, so I'll give you an example. So one property I own, it's a student rental. Right now it's rented for about $3,500 a month. I have a $2,000 mortgage on that property. Um, so right now the cash flow is probably between $600 and $700 a month on one property. What happens when that mortgage is paid off in 30 years? If I did nothing else... When that mortgage is gone, thirty years down the road, which is, you know, gonna grow obviously, I'm gonna have an extra basically three thousand dollars or finance
0: and invest. Oh yeah, no, that's what I there's many things you could do. In reality, I
2: won't let that happen because I'll just reborrow the money and I'll buy more properties. Exactly. However, that's what I want to I will say that if you just if I did nothing. I mean, that right there will probably beat 90% of Canada pension uh, payouts Absolutely. down the road. Just one property. So, I mean, when we're talking about getting 10, we're talking about not just making it in retirement. We're talking about a plan that would actually let you go retire in Fiji if you wanted to go do whatever you want. And heck, you don't have to wait until you're 60 or 70. You, you know, if you're productive, you could do it in, in the next 10 years. So mm-hmm. not
1: only do people see cash flow coming in if it's a rental, but then they're also seeing the appreciation.
0: For the real estate and principal repayment paying off your mortgage. Sure. Your tenants yeah. are paying off your debt.
2: Yeah. So say say my Brilliant. property say my property is worth six hundred thousand today. Um, in thirty years, I mean, at, at very least, that's worth a million, and that's being extremely conservative. Mm-hmm. And if there's no mortgage on it now, I've just increased my net worth by a million dollars when I retire. Incredible, right? How how many Canadians can even ever in their life accumulate a one million dollar net worth? And we're that's just one property, just getting yeah. started, right? Mm-hmm. So I just look at this as a completely different strategy to, you know, structuring your life and structuring your income and thinking of life more as I need an income, not I need a job. Mm -hmm. And and building this portfolio and working towards this is about creating an income.
1: So today's episode is all about some of the key strategies here. Why is it important to have a strategy in place?
2: Well, and then this is one that Carmen's going to chime in on a million times uh, as well, because we've both worked in the financing industry. Obviously, you're still doing it. I'm more on the uh, borrowing side and, and, and contributing in that regard. But um, you got to have a strategy because they keep changing the rules. Um, Mm -hmm. Carmen, you you can speak to this, but I mean, the the financing rules about how many rental properties a person can have have changed how easy or hard it is to qualify. I can tell you it's been getting harder. Um, You know, so networking and having a really good team has been huge for me.
0: Yes.
2: I mean, for somebody just getting started that's never never done it, I mean, you can't just necessarily go out and buy a property and hope everything goes smoothly. It's, it's not really the way it works. Yeah,
0: this is not passive
2: investing. It's, It's not passive investing per se. It is a little roll up your sleeves at first. But Mm -hmm. as you build a team, you can get a good property manager. So you're not the one dealing with tenants. You, you know, you work with good financing people, Um, you know, you, you build your team slowly and yes, you put the work in up front, but down the road, it pays off.
0: Yeah. You're really good with that stuff. Like I can honestly say that I watch you and everything you do. And, and you're so great at putting together the plan and then letting others execute for you. Mm-hmm. I think you're so, that's amazing. Uh, I commend you on that because it's hard well, to do, right? Spoken you by the it.
2: master here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the truth to growth, right? And I, uh, Carmen, I've watched you grow your business tenfold because you've been able to do that. So I've learned that from you wow. uh, and, and a lot of other people who've who've managed to grow. And I know that's a key to growth, right? You can't do this all yourself. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I have slept on a stack of dry, Wall, <laughs> and, and I have I have framed uh, a wall myself. I framed a basement. I've done uh, pretty well every little minor renovation that. So you've you know,
0: actually slept on a stack of drywall. I,
2: I did so a, a couple of times. Do, right? No, so my first one, my my first you know true uh, you know significant renovation. I borrowed private funds for it. I was in there. That I you know I didn't have any other source of income. I was working it. I uh, I slept in the property many times. Uh, do I do that anymore? No. Uh, but that was that was a starting point that was that was something that at the time you know i hadn't seen my big payout yet, right, but I did see it at that that one and in my my world changed after that now I saw that hey like you know big payouts and big paychecks are actually possible when you take initiative right if you just work your job and you don't ever do something extra, like you know invest in properties or mortgages or something along those lines. Uh, you don't ever see those larger payouts. So, so the key here is getting educated and, and taking action. And yeah, I did it. And I don't want to sleep in, <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> cold houses. So, so true story. The one I had to turn the heater on. I had a propane heater. I turn it on for three minutes. It heated up the whole room. And then I turned it off because I didn't want to breathe propane. <laughs> oh <my laughs>
0: I slept in it. Oh
1: my gosh. That's hilarious. If someone wants to go in and purchase a rental property, typically they would need a 20% down payment in order to do so. So how would a person go about doing this? So
2: uh, that's a really good question. And um, the conventional answer is one that doesn't work. So I'm just going to go through what the conventional answer is. Well, The conventional answer is save up a down payment. Right. So let's just say in Toronto, you want to buy just like the average property, which between condos and single detached houses, let's just say it's around $750,000. Okay. If that's what you're working with, you need 20, 20% plus you need land transfer and you need your legal fees. So let's just call it roughly 23% is what mm-hmm. you're going to need. So that works out to be about uh, $170,000 you need. So let's just say
0: legal fees and everything close to two hundred, right?
2: No, that that includes that number, yeah. So 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 let's just say that you're, you know, if you're living in Toronto, you're working in Toronto. Obviously, it's expensive. Uh, In a good scenario, maybe a family or maybe a person is able to save a thousand a month. Maybe if they're really good, two thousand.
1: And that's pinching pennies.
2: Pinching pennies, not going out for dinner, eating craft dinner more than you want. (laughs) So it's kind of a sacrificing mentality, right? Let's pinch our pennies and and let's slowly get there. Well, the problem is if you're saying. Saving a thousand a month, it's going to take you over fourteen years to come up with that one seventy-two. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's a while. That's a long. Time.
2: And what happened to the property value? Well, if it started at seven fifty, and let's just say conservatively, Toronto continues to go up at around four percent a year. Well, now that property is worth over one point three million. So,
1: so now your down payment needs to be that much larger. Right?
2: Now the down payment needed for the twenty three percent would be over three hundred thousand. So you waited the 14 years, you saved, you thought you did everything right up. and you just can't catch up. So so this this is very uh, conventional wisdom but it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And and that's why you need an alternative strategy. So
1: what can we do to circumvent this, you know, challenge that, uh, you know, saving up the down payment. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, step step 1 is is, is Probably for most people are going to be own your home because with right. your home, you get that for 5% down and you're allowed to get a gift. So if your family member can help Absolutely. you, yes. yeah, you get that first home. And then what happens is it starts to grow. Yes. And then once you get so much equity in it, you can go back to the bank and you can refinance some of that equity out and you can use that money for the down payment on rental property number one. Right. Um, and then from there, you know, you might have to wait a couple of years and you could do the same thing over and over again. But what, what sort of starts to happen here is it takes time. Yeah. And if you're impatient like I am, and I know you are, Carmen. We want to aggressively yeah. grow
1: our portfolio to 10-plus yeah. properties. We may not have the time to just wait out for that appreciation yeah. gradually right. to occur, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah.
2: So. Well, it depends on how active you want to be. However, I mean, for me, I wasn't willing to wait. So what I decided to do is start doing value-add renovations. So I'd go into a property, I'd figure out what it needed to increase the value, and I would do it. And the key part being that it wouldn't cost me as much to add the value mm-hmm. as the value it added. Mm-hmm. So I, I might do, you know, something that costs 50000 and that might add 150000 in value. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. So, so. But you did you do all the work and, and you went in there and... So that yourself.
2: So I have done, like I said, oh, I yeah. have have done a little bit of work myself, oh, yeah, not so a strange. lot. You
0: slept on that drive. Yeah,
2: I was I was never, <laughs> you know, I wasn't particularly gifted in any of that, but I was curious and I wanted to know what went into it. That was really what that was. Right. Um. So I, I learned what went into it, and uh, and then I moved on from that. So, but by knowing what goes into it, I was able to hire people that did, mm-hmm. uh, you know, did know how to do it well, and and I was able to use them to my advantage. So, uh, what I was able to do is I was able to increase. The value to several properties enough that I could pull out all, or if not most, of the money that was put in for down payment. Right. So and
0: so, then you still had equity, and then still had equity. Lending, yeah, and and that's going to allude to the the trade yeah. secret, yeah. right? And and basically how you did it with with some of your real estate. Yeah. I know we did the mortgages for you. Yeah, but we essentially. Let you money after you refinanced. Yeah. Let you money on the balance of your equity and yeah. you were in no money down on the one that you were purchasing. Yeah. So we,
2: we've done one like that. Yeah. Where, where I had an existing property and used, we used private money, which is basically yes. Carmen, you found me, you know, John Smith to lend me a mortgage. Yes. And you know, so John made, made interest and I got the money and I went in and I used it to renovate. And yeah, I was able. So that particular property I sold. You did well on that. One. And I did, mm-hmm. did well on it. But by borrowing that private money, uh, and paying uh, actually a pretty big interest rate, I was able to, to make a profit and it was okay with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a great strategy and, and, you know, perfect example of how to do something zero down. Um, but, you know, with, with like, for example, one of those properties I was just talking about, uh, I was able to create probably about $120,000 in equity in that property through the project, right? I mean, and you don't pay tax on that equity, not until you sell it, right? right? So if you don't sell it, mm-hmm. it's just value there waiting for you to leverage it. Go yes. put a mortgage on it and go buy another one. And as long as you don't start selling them, you don't really get hit with the tax, uh, the tax <laughs> right. burden uh, to go with it, right? So, right. I mean, but I think, I think properties are meant to be kept um, I, I don't yeah. like selling them. I like to accumulate them. And obviously that's the point of this show.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. so just to, to make it, uh, understandable to our viewers, yeah. um, you actually, you, you purchased a property, you mm-hmm. renovated it, you, cre- you created wealth or created value created value. Yes. And then you refinance it based right. on that higher value. Mm-hmm. And then you found another property. And put, okay. So that money
2: in. Bought it again. Bought another property.
0: And we used this property that we finished with to buy this one. And you kept rolling it. And that's the secret. And you can do this not just with residential properties. You can do it with commercial. And it doesn't have to be, you know... $500,000 $500,000 properties, you Yeah, know, um, and something that I've done for many years. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, and a lot of our clients, they come to us and say, well, how is this possible? Yes, it is possible. We're not mm-hmm. doing anything wrong. This is all legitimate. Yeah. It's all, it's just, you've built this equity Yeah, and we have private money. You have to pay a little bit more on it, mm-hmm. but don't worry about the, the nickels and the dimes here when you're going to be making this big thing at the end of the day. And you just use that money and you keep rolling it amazing so we want to cover kind of in general some of
1: the key success factors to making it to 10 properties and beyond
0: right so in
1: going through some of those one of our first ones is keep your personal income up so, Andrew, can you lend a little bit towards that?
2: Yeah. So so this is just in my experience, I'm always talking, you know, with the financing people, making sure that uh, that I'm doing the right thing so that I can keep getting approved for mortgages. And, and and obviously, the feedback having been in this industry, I know I need to keep my income up. Uh, I need to make sure that my credit is protected. And it's
0: verifiable income, and that's yeah. so we can qualify on the residential side yes. of lending. Right. So if you want a residential mortgage, that means a single family home yeah. up to a four unit. Yes. Uh, you need to have income personally right. to qualify yes. because they really only use a percentage mm-hmm. of your rental income into your numbers. So it's not like commercial lending.
2: Yeah, so so I've mostly done residential side, which like you said, just means it's, it's four units or less, mm-hmm. uh, which means they're looking more at me yes. than the property itself. They yes. do look at the property, but they do look at me too. So it's really important that I show consistent income uh, if I want to keep getting those mortgages. The other thing is I want to make sure that the properties continue to show income. So right. on my taxes, I need mm-hmm. to make sure that every property is, you know, let's call it at least breaking even. Yes, uh, and maybe having a little bit left over. Those are those are things that are really going to help to make sure that I can keep doing this
0: and mm-hmm. credit. And then the yeah, other one credit. that you
1: mentioned is protecting your credit, right? Yeah. That's also very key important. to being approved, yeah. so that you can.
2: Yeah. Credit. So if you, if you have one of those credit cards that has an annual fee and you don't use it. And they charge you the annual fee, and you're not paying attention. You could be getting, you know, dinged every month for not paying your credit card bill, and it might have been a ten dollar a year renewal fee. So you want to be careful with that stuff, right? And
0: it's important for credit, like for real estate investing. Credit is one of the number Mm -hmm. one things you need. Yeah, number one.
2: You need to, yeah, you you need to show lenders that that you're prompt with your payments because. Uh, lenders have this theory that people are less likely to pay their mortgage on a rental property than on their home and that's why they're a little bit more reserved about lending on rental properties so right. you want to make a good impression right. for certain, right. for certain. Right.
1: yeah yep. and yeah. so some of the other key success factors um as we talked about in detail, be willing to borrow against your, your existing real estate. Yeah. So that's Stuff really, blocks. that's all
2: really leverage <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, we went back to that using your income and, and in Canada, it just doesn't really seem like that works right now. So so I think leverage is big, but you, yeah, you have to do it smart too. You have to yeah. make sure you have a plan. That
1: along, with, uh, along with value add renovation. So that's another one. Don't be afraid yes. to get in there, add value so you can increase the, the value of that real estate so that yeah. you can leverage it to continue on with your plans,
2: Right. So, you know, going back to the, the point before, you know, leveraging and, you know, that plan would a lot of time for me be the value add renovation. I'd want to be doing that. So if I'm going to pay private money at, say, 16%, if, if, if so that's
0: not a long term thing, it's range.
2: no, no, that's, you know, I'll be shooting to have that done in half a year so that I can refinance with the bank and pay, you know, 3% because right. that, the bank's a better long term strategy. But Absolutely. a lot of times, especially when you're renovating, private money is so much easier. Yeah.
0: Having that private money in the background, that Mm -hmm. is basically your buying power. Mm -hmm. It's your ability to actually close. And that makes all the difference. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. Is there anything else quickly we wanted to do? Well, one of the last things to consider was commercial um, financing opportunities.
1: It's just something to consider as well.
2: Yeah. So, as you were pointing out earlier, Carmen, there, you know, it's, it's not just residential, you can do commercially. And if, you know, if you find that the bank is now saying no to you residentially, you can actually look at structuring it. So anything more than four units is considered commercial. So if you have five properties already, you can actually go back and get a commercial blanket mortgage across all those properties. Mm-hmm. And now they're commercial. And then you can go start over again with the bank. Yeah, There's always a creative
0: yeah. way to get yeah. financing. So if you're looking for financing, mm-hmm. you own multiple properties, don't hesitate to contact Profunds Mortgages. We'll be happy to assist. Or think- if
1: you want to get started in learning how yes. you can do this. Yes. Um, Absolutely. You know, we have a team here to help you and assist you in that process. 30
0: minutes are up. Go create wealth.
1: Any and all of the opinions expressed by guests on this program were theirs alone and did not necessarily reflect those of the network, the producers, or the host. Please consult a professional advisor before making any investment decisions.